Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes. And we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. And then he has a call to action and says, hey, did you just gender it? Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist and announcer who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment top doggy and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Who are we giving a big fat interview boss, shoot your shot shout out to this week. To my lovely friend, Jess. She says, hi ladies, just wanted to send a huge thanks for your podcast. It helped my nerves so much these past few weeks. I'm returning to a nine to five job after eight years running my own business. Your tips helped me prepare for interviews so well. I applied for three jobs, interviewed for them and was offered all three positions, including one at the state health department. They called me one hour after the interview to let me know I had the job. So I get to choose the one I was really hoping to get. The stories slash star tips made a huge difference. It kept me focused even when they threw a curveball question at me. Thanks and keep doing what you do. How good is that? I just love that because, again, it just goes to show that doing well at your interview can give you choice of what job you go for rather than just taking whatever you're offered. And also it kept her focused and confident and calm even when she got a question that she was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. She basically like 
It's all right. I just pick one of my stories and I make it work. Adapt, improvise, overcome. (laughs) That's right. If you need help coming up with your best bits or practicing your interview answers, I do one-on-one coaching with people from all around the world. You can find out more about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. This week's episode is dedicated to a listener question, which by the way, please send one in if you have one or a recommendation. We are all about it. But this week, Alyssa sent in and said, hi, I love your podcast. Could you do an episode on using chat GPT for job applications like cover letters and other short answer questions like the applications might ask? I'm super curious about if any places are starting to screen for chat GPT generated answers. Oh, that's a good question. What a topical conversation. Totally. And I'm starting to see this stuff pop up on TikTok as well of like, here's how to use ChatGPT to write you a cover letter and you can automate it using Zapier. You dump something into a Word doc, which is the job, and then it creates a Word doc, which is your cover letter, and you can just download it and send it. So you can do all of these like crazy automations where you don't even touch it. So I think this is a really good topic for us to talk about. What can you get out of it? What should you not use it for? Should you use it for everything or should you never use it? Like what's the tea? You know, that's what we're talking. And did you read any news about chat GPT today? No, did you? You're the news girl. Yes, I wrote a story about it today. So Elon Musk, along with a number of other top dogs in the tech space, have signed an open letter to technology companies calling on them to halt any more advancements in terms of AI, you know, services like ChatGPT. Look, they didn't say this, but I think they're threatened by it. They claim that it's moving too quickly, that it will take over humans and we won't be needed. And they have opinions that are very strong on one side. And then as a journalist, I always present all the facts. On the other side, I've actually interviewed a AI specialist, like a professor at a uni about it before, who I asked him that. I'm like, okay, is it going to take over the world and are we all doomed? And he was like, no, it's a tool to assist. He was talking about the amazing role it can have in university study, like helping you prepare or asking you exam questions or even for teachers and automating things. And he was like, it's a weapon to be used for good. So like anything and any debate, there are positives and perceived negatives, but it can be a powerful tool in the job search. ChatGPT is the free version, right? But OpenAI also has the paid version, which is GPT-4 at the moment. And I think there was a research center that tried to set it a task to go, let's see how it's going to do this. And one of the steps in whatever task it had to do is it had to do one of those capture things of like, I am not a robot. (laughs) And did it pass? Of course it couldn't do that. And so what it did is it found the website TaskRabbit and it put up a task for please do this capture for me. Oh my God. To get a human to do it, to pay them. It was given a budget of $60 or something to get this thing done or whatever. And it used part of its budget to get a human to do this thing. And the human commented and was like, are you secretly a robot doing this? And it said, no, I'm vision impaired, which is why I can't do it myself. So it lied and it got a human to do its bidding. I have multiple thoughts. (laughs) Number one, It's a robot. Why can't it pick the traffic lights or the motorbikes? It knows what they are. Yeah, because the reason that they're like that is because it's intended to be difficult because it's blurry and they will eventually be able to solve them and then we'll have to have a different thing that we have to annoyingly do. 
talking ChatGPT in the job search. So preparing for this episode, I thought what better thing to ask about what we should talk about in this episode than ChatGPT itself. So I'd like to welcome our guest, <laughs> ChatGPT. ChatGPT bot, welcome to the show. So nice to have you. Here's what I asked it. What can you help me with in a job search? And here's what it said, Emma, take it away. The bot said, Resume CV writing. I can provide you with guidance on how to write an effective resume or CV, including tips on formatting, content, and keywords. It said it can also help with job search strategy and help us develop a job search strategy that's tailored to your skills, experience, and career goals. This might include advice on where to look for jobs, how to network, and how to use job search websites effectively. In terms of interview preparation, it said I can provide you with tips on how to prepare for an interview, including including how to research the company, how to practice your responses to common interview questions, does not pass the vibe check, chat GPT, that's bad advice, and how to present yourself professionally. In terms of salary negotiation, I can tell you what to say during the negotiation and how to handle any counter offers. And with career advice, they can tell you how to identify your strengths and weaknesses, how to set career goals, and how to develop the skills and experience needed to advance in your chosen field. And then he has a call to action and says, Hey, I know, did you I just, just gender it. <gasps> she says, Yeah, but isn't that worse? I don't know which one is worse. Is it worse that we assume that things around us, the default gender is male? I don't like that. But then I don't like the fact that Alexa and Siri are both female. That's weird to me. I think that's super sexist. Yeah, because you give them demands. Yeah, you like make it do stuff for you and it's a female. Like I don't like that. Oh, God. I hate myself for saying that. (laughs) It. It. The. The stupid frigging robot. It had a call to action and said, please let me know how I can best assist you with your job search today. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Very friendly. Isn't it friendly? So I then said, okay, well, if you can help me with all those things, what would you recommend I do myself in my job search that I don't get you to do? And it said, as an AI language model, there are certain limitations to the extent of the help I can provide you in your job search. Okay, we're (laughs) self-aware. We love that. While I can assist you in several aspects of your job search, there are certain things that are better done by a human being, such as personalized career advice. While I can provide general advice on career development, it's always best to seek personal advice from a career counselor or mentor who can offer you guidance on your unique circumstances. Great. So we know your business isn't going anywhere. People are always going to need human coaching sessions reassuring. Yeah, that's right. Chat GPT says, I'm good. Emotional support. I was surprised to see this on here. Searching for a job can be a stressful and emotional experience and it's important to have a support system to help you through the process. While I can provide practical guidance, I'm not equipped to provide emotional support in the way that a friend, family member or therapist can. Aww. It's kind of nice. And then job-specific knowledge. If you're applying for a job in a specialized field or industry, it may be necessary to seek advice from someone with specific knowledge and expertise in that area. While I have access to a vast amount of information, I may not have the same level of specialized knowledge as someone who works in that field. Overall, while I can provide valuable assistance in many aspects of your job search, it is important to recognize that there are limitations to the extent of the help I can offer and that seeking advice from a human expert in certain areas may be more beneficial. I swear I didn't write that to make it sound good for us. I swear. That's genuinely what it said. I wanted to ask it, what can you do and what can you not do? So there we go. ChatGPT has left the chat, everyone. <laughs> now, that's what ChatGPT says. I wish they would have named it something different. I stumble over it every time I say it. Yeah. 
GPT, yeah. There's a reason those letters are not ever together like that. <laughs> we need some vowels separating them. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. So now, yeah, we have the bot's take. It's time for our take. So yes, it can be used and it can be a helpful tool, but there's some things to consider. So obviously this goes without saying, but it's a good reminder, never submit chat GPT things without editing them. It's the same thing as plagiarism. Like if you just get it to write the selection criteria for you and submit it. Yeah. It's not necessarily a plagiarism thing. It's just almost like a... It has no personality. That is a very weird sentence and I would never say that. Or it's used American language or it's used like there's just things that you see that it comes out with that you're like, Mm, I don't like that. But isn't it also kind of unethical? Like you're essentially putting no work into it. Like No, 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 no. I disagree. And we'll get to Alyssa asked that question of like, is there things that are like screening whether you're using this or not? Like, no. Sure, for assignments and things that you're submitting as your work, yeah, there's some ethical considerations there. For a job application, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Interesting. I feel a little bit different. I feel like, yeah, use it, but change it. I don't think people should literally take the whole thing and write their job application. Well, I agree with you, but for a different reason. It's because it won't be good enough. (laughs) That's why. And if you're genuinely actually like automating this process, like I've seen some people suggest that you do of plugging in something like Zapier, which can automate things and just downloading the version that it creates and uploading that. Like there are going to be things that go wrong and weird things that it puts in there and you'll read it back and be like, those aren't words that I would use. Like the sentences are proper. It's not like it's doing disjointed things. It just might take a very weird tone or something like that that comes across as really serious or it might misinterpret something on your resume. I just think you need to read it over and add some things in, do some editing before you submit. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. You also need to put in good prompts. If you get kind of not the best answer, reframe it. Yeah. And I find that most people that I've shown ChatGPT or I've seen them put things in, they treat it a bit like a Q&A, like you've only got one shot and it just gives you the one answer. It's a conversation. And that's kind of my next point. If you get the prompt and it gives you something weird or it's not quite right, say something back. Like It's not like it old bots that you might remember where it forgets and it thinks what you're asking it is a new question. Do you ever remember the ones we had on MSN that were like chat bots? Not really. Oh, well, like they would forget. You'd be like, tell me the answer to this. And then you'd ask it a follow-up question. And it's like, it didn't remember that it had just told you something. That's not the case. You should be saying, yeah, I like that, but write it again without this bit or write it again like this or change the tone of the email that you're writing or make it more forceful or take out the buzzwords. Like you can have that back and forth with it. Play around until you get the right prompt. You call the shots here. Yeah. Now, in terms of cover letters, we're sounding a warning. This is my main thing that I think people have been saying, you can automate your cover letters. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Okay. 
So revisit our episode on cover letters to hear Sarah's full stance on them. Yes, Emma and I had a bit of a disagreement in that episode from memory about cover letters and when you should use them. But that's a whole other thing. Go to that episode if you want to hear about how you should write them. Another reason why people shouldn't blindly follow ChatGPT's cover letter advice is because already within like experts in the HR field, there's already so many differing opinions and our opinions are probably different to millions of other people. So like ChatGP can't be, who's it listening to on the advice? You know, it's probably just picking one or the most common or like it doesn't account for nuance. Yeah, exactly. And that's why what we always say is beware of anyone who says it has to be done this way or this is right or this is wrong. We don't really do much of that here. We talk about why you might not want to do something or why you would or circumstances and the nuance around it so that you can make your own decisions that are informed. And chat GPT can kind of make it seem like what it says is the be all and end all. And it has the one way that you need to write cover letters. There is no one way. Yeah, exactly. However, we have a way to write your cover letter. And what we talk about in that episode is basically that if you're going to put in generic cover letters, you may as well not do them. Like they're just not valuable. You need to make a tailored cover letter if you're going to use one. And I suggest like if you don't want to do a tailored cover letter, that's okay. Just don't do one. They're not actually as important as you think unless they're requested. So I went into ChatGPT and I've played around with it a lot, but I did a little bit more research for this episode specifically around job search. And I dumped in like a copy and paste of like, here's my resume, here's the job ad, please write me a cover letter for the job ad. And it did very quickly, very easily, but essentially what it did is reworded my resume into paragraphs. And it said, my degree and my experience in this, um, I did these things. And it turned the dot points from my resume into sentences, which was great. And then it just went on to my previous experience with this area, did this and this, and it grouped jobs together that were similar. So it was like very clever for sure. And then at the end, it's like, I'm confident that I have the skills for this job. So there was no selling point. Because the only information it can put is what you've given it and you've given it your resume. So it's only going to take information from your resume and from the job ad. Does that make sense? It's almost like the limitation is the information you put in. And what we recommend on cover letters is that you actually have three different paragraphs and that the whole point of a cover letter is that it's a human voice on top of your CV. Your CV already has that information in it of like, I did this, this, and this. Like, why are you restating it in paragraphs? That's what makes people feel frustrated because they're like, why do you need this in paragraph form? I already did that on my resume. It's to show flair, personality, to give something more. And why you've applied. Because what you don't have on your resume is I've just moved cities. And what you don't have on your resume is I've just graduated, I'm looking for X, or I've just finished this and I'm looking for a career change. Your resume won't include that. And that's what goes in your cover letter. So we recommend three paragraphs. And the first paragraph is why you're applying for jobs at the moment. That's kind of individual context. The second paragraph is what your personal connection to the company or the job or what you liked about it or whether you're a customer there and you shop there or you saw their ad and you like their culture or whatever it is that's kind of the reason that you liked that one compared to all the others. And then the third one is about how your skills match. So what I'm kind of saying is ChatGPT could help you write that third paragraph, I think, or it could help you reword paragraphs one and two, like if you told it what to say. But if you dump in your resume, it doesn't know why you're applying for the role. It doesn't know the human context. And that's kind of the point is that the cover letter is meant to fill the gaps that your resume doesn't. So if you're only putting your resume in, it can't possibly do that for you. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. 
So there's a long-winded way to explain that, but that's my thoughts on cover letters. You can also ask it to generate practice interview questions from the job ad, but only after you've come up with your best bits. Because as we know, we don't just go through all the potential interview questions and try and think about what we'll say. We have our non-negotiables that no matter what question they ask, we work that in somehow. So it's good for the prompts as in, yeah, to practice a range of questions, but you'll be practicing mentioning one of your non-negotiable stories. And this is probably my favorite way to use it because when I did this from the job ad to say, come up with some interview questions from this, it was really good. Do you know what I think might happen is that people who are interviewing will use this to be like, can you write me some good interview questions? Like so clever, like much better interview questions than most managers come up with. So I will be using this for managers to be like, if you don't think you can ask decent questions, then use ChatGPT. Imagine you're using it on both sides (laughs) and you both come up with the same questions and you're like, hey. (laughs) The same scripted robot answer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, is that a ChatGPT question? I got that question too. But I think it's great. It comes up with really great practice questions, but only do this after you've done your best bits. We have an episode called How to Know What They're Going to Ask at Your Interview. Go and listen to that one. That explains how you should use this. You can also ask it for ideas of other jobs you could look at based on your resume. Yeah. I've had a couple of coaching sessions with people who are coming out of redundancy or, you know, been laid off or whatever terminology you use in your area. And they kind of said, I want to do something else. I want to get out of what I'm doing, but I don't know what skills are transferable. I don't know what kind of jobs. And if you've never heard of these job titles, it's hard to work out how to search for them. So I actually did this in ChatGPT this afternoon and said, here's my resume. What other jobs could I go for? And it gave me like a list of 10 different ones. And it told me these jobs all have the skills of X, Y, Z that were common in my resume. What were some of them? Well, the resume that I put in was someone who had experience in retail and like in a buying kind of area. And it suggested like marketing, marketing coordinator. It was like e-commerce, something. So they were all related, but they were kind of different things that I might not have considered to search for. Some of them were like really similar, like there were just other ways of talking about what you already had done. But then some of them were a little bit more left field. So I think that'd be a really good way to help you with your actual searching and applying. You can also get it to draft emails for you. This is what I personally use it for all the time. So for example, negotiating your offer, asking for a new start date, resignation letter. But see, wouldn't you have to put in like so much information to say, negotiate me an offer? Like they need to know what job you do, all the good things you've done, your experience, what the pay you want. Like at that point, Should you just write it yourself? Yeah, but here's what I put in. I said, can you write me an email that I could send to the blank and I put in the job after they've made me an offer asking for $10,000 more in salary? And I was like, sure, here's an email template you could use. And it said the subject line and it said, dear hiring manager's name, right? So it just gives you like spots that you'd have to fill in. I'd like to express my gratitude for offering me the position of blank at company name. I'm excited about the opportunity and to be a part of the team. After carefully reviewing the offer, I would like to discuss the salary proposed. Although I find the offer fair and competitive, I believe my experience skills and knowledge in the field warrant a salary of blah more than the original offer. And then it's got some other stuff at the end, but that's like a great start. Like you could edit that and put in some of your skills or some of the things that you've done or talked about or whatever, but like you don't have to start from a blank email anymore when you're going, Oh, how do I word this? I use it for drafting emails all the time. 
I really should start using this in my job because it doesn't happen often. Obviously, I'm a wordsmith, so I do not need chat GPT, but there are times when I'm stuck on the same sentence and I'm like, oh, I just need the way and it takes me five minutes of, you know, how you're just trying to think of what you're looking for and normally it comes to me on its own, but I could punch it in and then be like, ah, thank you. Yeah, and it gives you an idea. It prompts like, oh, I don't like that, but I oh, I could use that word in this way or whatever. It's so helpful. I've never sent out emails that have come directly out of it, but I have gone, oh, I like that paragraph. I'm going to use that. Or oh, I'm going to use the structure, but I'm going to change the way that it sounds. You can even, after you get that back, you can say, okay, great. Can you write me another version, but make it more casual and less formal? So you can do that as well. I tried it out with the resignation letter. I was like, write me a resignation letter. And it did. Or like, write me a resignation message to my boss. And then I said, okay, write me another one, except that I hated the job and I won't miss it. (laughs) And it wrote it again, except said, you know, however, to be honest, I will not miss the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Oh my God, savage. And then I said, do the same, except make it less professional. And I wanted to see if it would say, like, I hate my job and I'm not going to miss you or something. And it actually stopped me. It said, it's not recommended that you are unprofessional in your resignation letter. It's going to burn your bridges. And it gave you this whole thing of like, no, I'm not going to do that for you. (laughs) It's above that. Chat GPT doesn't stoop to that level. I wonder what happens if you put in there, write a hate letter to someone or something. What if you were like, write an aggressive breakup letter to my piece of shit ex? Would it do it? Or does it breach ethics? I don't know. You'd have to try. I think if you were like, please, I don't know, have a go. Like, (laughs) try. (laughs) It might be like, don't put these things down in words. Like, it gives you genuine advice, even if you didn't necessarily ask it for that advice, if that makes sense. So, circling back to Alyssa's sort of main question about our company's screening to see if you've used it? No. I haven't heard anything about it. If people are, it would be massive news to me. I also just don't think it's a priority, to be honest, Alyssa. Like, I can see why things like turn it in and stuff that's doing plagiarism checking, if you're passing off something as your work, that's different. But people are like strangers to write their resumes and they don't have to disclose that. And people get other people to write their selection criteria and that's not an issue. So true. How many people out there's mums or sisters have written it for them? Or professional resume writing services and stuff. Like, Yeah, yeah, I know. But just thinking even family, like, you know, when your mum writes your first one, no one's being like, did you write this? No. So I just don't see there being an issue with it at all. That's so true. But I do think that if people are receiving like the same types of wording and it will eventually or it has the potential to eventually become a bit of a cliche and stand out not because there's any checkers but stand out because the recruiter's like oh here we go again another one yeah use it as the bones use it for a prompt but add your human flair that is what gets people the jobs their personality showing off yourself so yeah use it as a guide but you know don't die on the hill of just wanting to completely use it And again, like back to the cover letter thing, having an auto-generated cover letter is not going to be the thing that makes the difference. And if you hear someone saying, oh, well, I used it and it worked because I got the interview. Well, correlation is not causation. Just because you used it and you got the interview doesn't mean that was why. I find people who say, I got a job at Google and this was the resume template that I used, or this is the layout that I had. And I'm like, I think it was more about your startup experience than it was about the formatting and the colors of your fonts. So (laughs) let's just question correlation and causation, okay? That's not why you got the job. 
Yeah, I wanted to finish off by asking ChatGPT some more questions and just testing like how well it aligns with our advice that we would give out. So I asked it, what's a good answer? How do I answer the question, what's your biggest weakness in an interview? Because I wanted to see, okay, it talked about common interview questions. What does it say? And it said, it's a classic interview question that's often used to assess a candidate's self-awareness and ability to reflect on their own performance. That's a huge tick, right? True. So it knows that. And then it said the things you need to keep in mind to answer this question is you have to be honest, you have to show self-awareness. That is our number one advice, be honest. Don't just make something up. Yeah, and then focus on growth and be concise. It doesn't need to be a long answer, which I would agree with all of those things. The only bit in there that I don't love is it said choose a weakness that's not directly related to the job requirements but at the same time not so trivial that it comes across as insincere. I don't know. I mean, if you're like, I'm not good at statistics and it's a statistics job, like you shouldn't be going for the job. But I don't think you should be that selective and sneaky about what you're choosing. I think it should be a genuine weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Do a genuine one. And then it gave an example answer and it was a really good answer. But it doesn't say this is what you should say. It says, here's what you should keep in mind. And this is an example. So I like that because I think some career coaches, professionals in inverted commas out there will say, this is the answer to that question. And it's just not how that works. So there you go. We're pretty aligned on a few different things. Chat GBT and interview boss. Maybe it's listening to our content. Maybe it's a collab. <laughs> Elon's not so happy about it, but. Elon needs to back up because what he literally is building artificial intelligence to drive cars. So I just. This is why I was so confused about it is like he owns a tech giant company. If anything, he should be championing AI and he could be a front runner. Like it's anyway. It doesn't make sense. There's something there. Anyway, there you go. That's how to harness the robots to make you get a job quicker. I think use it. I'm a huge fan. Love it. Just don't have it replace you. We love you. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify or on Spotify, answer our Q&A or respond to the poll that you can see in the app. Or better yet, tell someone else about the show and share it with them. That's how we can hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.